Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Delighted to have you with me. Really am just thrilled you're with me. 877-973-7425 is the phone number. If you want to be on the program, what a day. I hope the weather is beautiful where you are. Three more hours and then I'm going to go take my 13-year-old to lose golf balls with me. (laughs) Okay, Um, before I get started with the big news, I got to tell you actually a uh, really impressive thing happened and I'm, I'm really floored by it and I thank you all so much. You know, we started out trying to raise $25,000 for the Salvation Army and before I even got on air yesterday, we'd already hit it. So we upped it to 50. Um, an hour into the show, we hit it. So we upped it to 75. Well, we're now at $125,000 raised 100. Well, I'm just $138,000 raised remarkable. So we raised the goal to $200,000. I don't know if we can hit it. You guys have been impressing me, but, um, so here's the big news. We had a business reach out. They, they want to be anonymous. I'm not sure who it is, but a business reached out uh, and said, if we can raise $5,000 in this hour, so that we're starting at $138,896, we only wanted to raise 50. Well, we raised it to 100. Now we've raised it to 200, but we're at $138,896. That's our benchmark for the start of the program. If we can raise $5,000 from listeners in this hour, this company will add an extra $5,000. So, I mean, that'll put us at $148,000 raised. We'll be right on the cusp of 150. Uh, so if we can do that in this hour, if you guys can find it in your hearts to be generous, give $5,000, uh, this company will add $5,000 to it. And if you are a company, then you want to join in the fund today, uh, reach out to us here and, and we can make it happen. See if we can hit 200. Now, the way to donate is very simple. Just text the word donate to the number 33777. Text the word donate to the number 33777. And I will send you back a link to the portal, uh, the Salvation Army. Now, here's the thing. If you weren't here yesterday, literally 100%, every penny you give is going to go to gas and grocery cards for people in need who can't afford gas and groceries right now in the economy. I I am absolutely floored. I I I wasn't sure we could hit 50. And I mean, I realize I got a big audience and I realize you guys are really generous. It's no slight on you guys. I just know everybody's struggling right now. Um, and with everybody struggling, I wasn't sure what we could do. And here we're at uh, $138,896. If I can get $5,000 in this hour, this one company that wants to be anonymous is going to give an additional $5,000. So we'll get up to one forty-eight, dollars uh, and we'll see if we can hit $200,000. Uh, my gosh, thank you. Now, I don't want to spend all day on this. There's actually a lot of news I want to get into as well. And there's one fascinating story here that is really remarkable to me. Uh, At Wells Fargo, uh, they are under uh, all sorts of attack today. Wells Fargo has been trying to require diversity in its hirings for the bank. And Wells Fargo, well, uh, Wells Fargo has been making women and black candidates go to interviews 
knowing they would not get the job to check the box for diversity. This is from the New York Times. Joe Bruno, a former executive in the Wealth Management Division of Wells Fargo, has long been troubled by the way his unit handled certain job interviews. For many open positions, employees would interview a diverse candidate, the bank's term for a woman or person of color, in keeping with the bank's years-long informal policy. But Mr. Bruno noticed that often the so-called diverse candidate would be interviewed for a job that had already been promised to someone else. He complained to his bosses. They dismissed his claims. Last August, Mr. Bruno, 58, was fired. In an interview, he said Wells Fargo retaliated against him for telling his superiors that the fake interviews were inappropriate, morally wrong, and ethically wrong. Wells Fargo said Mr. Bruno was dismissed for retaliating against a fellow employee. He's one of several current and former Wells Fargo employees that said they were instructed by their direct bosses or human resource managers in the bank's wealth management unit to interview diverse candidates, even though the decision had already been made to give the job to another candidate. This is happening more and more as there is pressure for companies to show they care and are diverse. They're starting to do these interviews as pro forma. They are treating people who have derisively been called tokens as tokens. It's, it's remarkable. Um, but you know what it reminds me of, and Philip is the one who pointed this out, the Brian Flores situation. Remember Brian Flores? He cost uh, Tom Brady the what the Miami Dolphins. He was the uh, coach of the Miami Dolphins. He was applying for a job. Ironically, it was, um, what's his name, Belichick from the Patriots who tipped him off what was going on, and supposedly by accident, I'm not sure it was, Flores uh, wanted to get a job at another team. The other team already had someone they wanted, but because of the Rooney rule, the forced diversity rule, he went through the interview process, and they'd already promised the job to someone else. Absolutely ridiculous that this is happening. Now, this is ridiculous on a couple fronts. One is making people do interviews knowing you don't want them to get the job. And two is doing all of this for virtue signaling. And let's be real honest here. A lot of what is going on across the board in this country today in corporations is virtue signaling. They want to look like they are with the left, whether or not they are. This idea of diversity for the sake of diversity has become a bit of orthodoxy among human resources departments and corporations and the government. Diversity for the sake of diversity instead of finding the competent person. And their argument is, well, there are plenty of people who are non-white who are highly competent. And if you don't interview all of these people, you're, you're not going to. And when you say, well, the cream rises to the top, well, the cream is white, you racist. Peril that National Security Agency staff wanted to discuss with their director, this is from the AP, didn't involve terrorists or enemy nations. It was something closer to home, racism and cultural misunderstanding inside America's largest intelligence service. The NSA and other intelligence agencies held calls for their staff shortly after the death of George Floyd. As General Paul Nakasone in listen, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Nakasone, Nakasone, listen, one person 
described how they would try to speak up in meetings only to have the rest of the group keep talking over them. Another person, a black man, spoke about how he had been counseled that his voice was too loud and intimidated coworkers. A third said a coworker addressed them with a racial slur. The national reckoning over racial inequality sparked by Floyd's murder two years ago has gone on behind closed doors inside America's intelligence agencies. But publicly available data, published studies of diversity programs, and interviews with retired officers indicate spy agencies have not lived up to years of commitments made by their top leaders who said diversity is a national security imperative. Isn't competence more of a national security imperative than the color of your skin. And notice, no, nobody wants intellectual diversity. College campuses and the like, nobody wants or needs intellectual diversity. As, as long as you've got a bunch of people of different skin colors and genders, the 55 or whatever there are, but they all think the same thing, they're perfectly fine. The problem here should be intellectual diversity, not skin color diversity. Now, listen, if someone is actually being addressed by a racial slur, there's a problem. And there's this thing called the Human Resources Department, probably run by someone with a uh, grievance degree like women and gender studies. And you can go to them and they're already angry because the only thing they can do in life is human resources because that's what their degree is in. And they're going to be mad for you and take care of it. If you are called by a racial slur, go see the angry people in human resources. But the reality is, oftentimes, if we're true and honest about the situation, a lot of the people who are complaining are actually just really sensitive souls particularly in this day and age, they just can't suck it up. They, everything is a slight to them. Everything is a slight. And you know, now the left through private equity groups are funding this ESG stuff, uh, environmental, social, and governance ratings. The S&P 500 has a big uh, list of the, the uh, ESG companies. In fact, the S&P 500 has a fund. Now, you should know Standards & Poor's is a company that has drifted to the left. And they've taken Tesla off the list. They've taken Tesla off the list. Tesla makes battery-powered cars for those of you who are worried about the climate. Now, they say, they say that Tesla was taken off the list because it's a big polluter, actually. And because of its its carbon emissions in making Teslas, it had to be taken off the list. Do you know which company is in the top 10 in the environment, social, and governance category by S&P? Do you know what company is in the top 10? Exxon. ExxonMobil is in the top 10. Tesla is not even allowed on the list. You know who else is not allowed on the list? Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. Do you know why Berkshire Hathaway is excluded from the list? <laughs> it invests in ExxonMobil. No, I'm not making that up. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway is not allowed to be considered 
an ESG company because it invests in, among other things, ExxonMobil and other oil companies. But ExxonMobil is in the top 10 on the list while Tesla is not on the list. It's all a bunch of a left-wing scam. It's, it's, it's truly crazy. And so now Wells Fargo has fallen into this. And here's, here's the thing. This is the really important lesson to learn from all of this that we're starting to see. If you want to, if you want to avoid it, if, if you want to not be blamed, if you want to not be attacked, don't play the game. Don't play the game. If you're a company out there worried about this stuff, don't play the game. Stop trying to humor the humorless left. Stop trying. We got more stuff on Elon Musk. A, a friend of mine is texting me right now. What about the sexual harassment leak that's coming out and, and all this stuff right after he says he's going to start voting Republican? Oh, oh, I got a, I got an entire thing about that in, in the top of the second hour. I don't know if y'all have heard this. They're coming after Elon Musk and Tesla now. Uh, they're, they're trying to destroy him, all not because he said he's buying voting Republican, but because he's buying Twitter. And everything else has come after that. I, there, there's some thinking here. Uh, I, I got some thoughts on why all of this is happening, but this out of the gate, they're coming after companies, the S&P, uh, BlackRock, the big uh, private equity company. They're trying to force left-wing corporate ideology into companies. And it's tearing companies up. They're losing money. They're not nearly as profitable trying to adhere to this stuff. And the moment they fall out of line with the wokes, they get punished. Companies would be really smart right now if they stopped playing these games with the left. Because the left, remember, they hate the free market and capitalism to begin with. They're not actually there to try to help you or improve you. They're there to co-opt you and destroy you. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got him as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, more importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, you can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, you can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, they've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it, and I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Welcome, welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia is going to join me in the third hour of the program today. He's going to be in Bryan County near Savannah, Georgia, unveiling the largest EV electric vehicle battery plant in the nation. Uh, it'll be built out there. Uh, <laughs> down the street from him is going to be Sarah Palin 
endorsing David Perdue. Uh, more on that here in a minute. But right now, I want to tell you, we are about $500 away from the $5,000 we needed to raise this hour in order to get the additional $5,000. Uh, and if any of you work for a company and, and y'all want to, we're doing this, today's it. Um, call us if you want to want to match some money with us. Uh, 100% of the money goes to people who can't afford groceries or gas right now with the Salvation Army. They're, they're, they're waving their overhead on this one, so we can give dollar for dollar everything. But if you will text the word DONATE to 33777, uh, we had a, a company that wanted to remain anonymous, say if if we can get $5,000 raised and the first hour you're on air, um, we will we will match it. Uh, so we'll get 10000 instead of... 5,000. We were about $500 from that goal, but y'all literally, I know people are on hard times. If you can't, maybe you need to reach out to the Salvation Army. We're, we're raising money nationwide. We went with them for a lot of reasons. I'll explain why later, but um, if you can help, help, please text donate to 33777. You need to know Donald Trump is signaling he's done with David Perdue. He has thrown in the towel and has pulled all of his money out of Georgia. Uh, there will be no more money forthcoming for David Perdue. Uh, his campaign is over. Sarah Palin will endorse him in Savannah later today. He had a big gathering yesterday uh, north of Atlanta. Now, you, for those of you not in Georgia, you need to understand that something like 60% of the vote for the Republican primary will come from above I-20. So the Atlanta area north to Tennessee, North Carolina, that's where 60% or so of the vote will come. Purdue had an event there yesterday and 11 people showed up. 11. And today he will do an event with Sarah Palin and about 15 miles or so from where they will be, Brian Kemp will be unveiling the largest uh, electric vehicle battery plant in the nation, Hyundai has committed to build it in Georgia. It'll provide about 2,000 jobs uh, to the coastal and rural part of southeast Georgia, uh, really upgrading there. So, I mean, the guy keeps winning. As a result, NBC News is reporting that uh, Donald Trump is done and uh, will not commit any more dollars to David Perdue's campaign and has pulled out all the money that had been committed. This is from Mark Caputo at NBC News. Dark on TV, trailing badly in the polls, written off by the Republican political insiders nationally and in Georgia. Former Senator David Perdue's once-spirited primary challenge to Brian Kemp appears to be sputtering in the home stretch. Even the man who recruited Perdue to run against Kemp, former President Donald Trump, seems to have given his campaign up for dead, said three Republicans who have spoken to Trump. They say Trump has groused about what he believes is a lackluster campaign effort from Purdue. Trump is not planning to make any more personal appearances for Purdue, having sunk enough of his own political capital into the lost cause at a fourth source. David's either had a bunch of geniuses working for him because he's basically spent no money or he's run the most flawed campaign in America, this person said, while noting Purdue still has an outside shot at a runoff. It's a bitter dynamic for Trump. And all of the money has been pulled out. Produce campaign has zero dollars worth of ads in the final week. Wow. Thus ends David Purdue. Now, I don't want you to end your grilling. I want you to start it with Memorial Day right around the corner. Go to OmahaSteaks.com, put Eric in the search bar, and get incredible savings. 
You can get the Eric Erickson package. You get the shrimp, the New York strips, the chocolate bun cakes. You can get their spring grilling pack. Get the free bur- You get free burgers and with the spring grilling pack, some free chicken breasts as well. Look, you can feed your family. You've got end of the year for school now. You're planning a party for your kids and, and their families for end of the school year. You can save some money and get really delicious food at Omaha Steaks. So you're getting incredible value, incredible quality, and great savings. You go to omahasteaks.com and also you get 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you're not happy, they're going to make you happy. They want a lifelong relationship with you. They've been doing this since 1917. They're going to be around for a while, and they want you around for a while with them as a customer. Go to omahasteaks.com today. Put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar and save incredibly with Omaha Steaks. Deliver deliciousness to your door. Throw it on your grill and enjoy as the summer begins right here with Memorial Day coming up. Now's the perfect time to go to omahasteaks.com. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I have a special guest joining me right now. Uh, Without her, this whole effort to fundraise for the Salvation Army would not have happened. Janine Schmidt joins me. She's a sergeant with Salvation Army. How are you? I'm fine, Eric. How are you doing today? I am great. So I'm looking and... We've got $147,961 raised, which uh, means we'll get the additional $5,000 matching grant. So we've crossed $150,000. That's amazing. That's wonderful. I want to thank you for doing this project for us and thank all your listeners for supporting us. Uh, it, well, look, I, I'm, I thank you guys for, for being willing to do this with me. Now, um, will you please talk about the work uh, that you do with the Salvation Army? Okay, well, um, I am the director for the social services across Metro Atlanta, which means I just kind of monitor and manage um, all of the social services uh, programs that we have here. And that can be anything from food distribution, rent assistance, utility assistance, um, um, housing people, um, our uh, homeless shelter. So it's it's, uh, quite a variety of things that we do. Now, I get asked this question uh, a ton of uh, just constantly from people in, in the last 24 hours about this is, uh, if someone comes to you and, and wants help, um, do you just give them help or do you make sure they're not just some wealthy person taking advantage of the system? I mean, how, how do you guys handle this? Well, um, a lot of it depends on what type of help and um, and our, actually a lot of it is our funding streams on how we can help. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very blessed with... Um, a funding stream from the Georgia Power Company, and it's called Project Share. That funding will help people with utilities, some rents, but we really target utilities with that. And that is basically just for people who say they need it. Um, We do have other funding streams that come from governments where there are uh, mandated um, eligibility standards um, with the food, uh, basically our philosophy is if somebody comes to us and tells us they're hungry, we're going to give them food. So um, a lot of it, it just depends on what funding stream we have for those services. 
Well, listen, I I value so much the work that you guys do uh, and the ability to provide gas and groceries for people right now and in just the strain. Uh, have you seen an uptick in people needing you guys' help? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I, I would tell you there's a little caveat on that is um, sometimes when people need help, they have to determine do they want to spend their gas trying to get help or do they want to uh, – and, you know, a lot of people aren't sure if they're going to be able to get help or how much or how effective it's going to be. So sometimes we have those people that have those conundrums that they don't know, well, should I spend my gas to drive out here to do this or do I just save my gas and – and try and struggle through and cut back over here or there. But um, we have seen a, a large uptick, um, maybe not as much. Well, during COVID, we had a lot, a, a whole lot of people looking for the food. But during COVID, there was a moratorium on the evictions. So those requests kind of went down. Well, as soon as the moratorium lifted, we now have a lot of people that need assistance to pay those rents, especially if they sat in their apartments and didn't pay during the COVID epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and another problem that we have right now is we have a lot of people coming to us to help them find housing and move into housing. And the last statistics I heard was uh, 98% of the apartment, the rental units um, in Metro Atlanta are filled. So that doesn't mean there's a lot of housing out there, and then you have to cut that down to affordable housing. So, yes, we're we're being hit on all sides with a lot of uh, assistance requests. Well, look, I'm I'm glad we're able to partner together to do this. I I, I really, and again, I I got to give you a lot of the credit here. You, when I got sidetracked and, and super busy, you stayed on top of me, and I was able to, <laughs> to get you off to my team to make sure we could get this happening. And it's we're over one hundred fifty thousand dollars raised now, and and so thank you so much. Well, that's a beautiful thing, but um, I I have to tell you that. Um, you know, and you know this from doing this, we have people that have perceptions of us on what we do, but um, our philosophy is is if you need help and we can do it, we will do it. We don't base that on, um, you know, anything that could be prejudicial or anything. Um, but this is a, a unique opportunity to help um, a lot of people um, with um Paying for gas, which um, I have heard now are the highest they've been in I don't even know how long, the gas prices. So Yeah, um, they, every state now, I, I just saw from AAA this morning, literally every state has a record high gas price right now. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, even if you're, you know, even if you're maybe middle class, that's hitting you pretty hard. Um, and just the way uh, Fulton, I mean, the way Metro Atlanta is laid out, um, somebody once told me that Fulton County is 100 miles from top to bottom. So Metro Atlanta is laid out where it is not an easy thing to go here, there, or whatever. I have an hour commute every morning. So there's a lot of people that have these long commutes. Um, people have to maybe take their kids to get daycare or whatever, so they can't always use the um, you know, the trains and the buses, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, 
so the the need for the gas assistance has extremely escalated and um, thanks to you we're going to be able to have an effect on this well listen i, I gotta leave you there i thank you so much and i hope you have a wonderful weekend and thank you tremendously uh gene smith and all of the folks at the salvation army who partnered with me to do this and, and again i i just i want to say I've, I've gotten a couple of angry and, and most people have been very very charitable and, and gracious on this but some really just rub me the wrong way people why would you partner with them why wouldn't i um you know, there, there was this attack on the Salvation Army last year. No one really stops to think about this. You, you, you got an attack on an organization that has been attacked by the left repeatedly for the bell ringing and, and, and weaving faith into their generosity. The, the left is, is, has been furious with corporations from Walmart to Target for working with the Salvation Army. And then along comes someone who says, oh, my gosh, they've gone woke. They've gone woke. And people on the right don't want to deal with them anymore. I'm getting these angry emails. And yet there was a, a portion, but it wasn't the local portion. It misrepresented how the Salvation Army works at the local level around the country. It's mostly Christian pastors and volunteers who are doing the work of the Salvation Army. Uh, it, it's not even a massive paid staff. In fact, 95 cents of every dollar you give actually goes to uh, helping someone. They've got the lowest overhead of almost any nonprofit in the country. And yeah, there was some 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 pamphlet printed up by some uh, section of of some Salvation Army group, and it was blanketly blamed across the board of of across the entire nation. And it wasn't; it was just one little section. And even they've abandoned that after the outrage. And yet, there you've got this perception of that. Oh my gosh, they've gone left. They've gone. They haven't. They. I mean, go spend time with your local Salvation Army. I dare you to do that. And, and see if if they have. But I was I was amazed by the number of people who angrily reached out. Why would you work with a woke uh, nonprofit? Well, you're you're deluded. You're you're you've you've been poisoned by the politics of the age. And we're given dollar for dollar to to people who need it for gas and groceries. I can't understand the people who say, well, I can't work with. It. It's like you know, I I've got friends and family who they won't watch movies anymore. Because they found out somebody who's in the movies, I mean, they're all a bunch of leftists. And so they can't enjoy the movie because they know that the actor is a progressive. I, I'm, I'm just not built that way. I'm not built that way to have my entire world poisoned by someone's politics. Uh, when I got the opportunity to help nationwide in every zip code of the country, people in need who need gas and groceries, uh, you're darn right. I'm willing to step up and work with the Salvation Army to do it. Uh, and they, by the way, were willing to work with me. You know, th there were other nonprofits out there and th they would flat out would not do it flat out. We're like, nope, uh, we can't be associated with a conservative radio show host. Salvation Army didn't care. They were glad to do it. And then they stayed on me to make it happen because I dropped the ball. And so here we are today. Uh, we wanted to raise $50,000. We have over $150,000 raised. We're going to try for 200000 if you're inclined, text the word donate to 33777 and let's see if we can get to $200,000. Every every single penny uh, will go to the um, those in need. And uh, the Salvation Army, they're not taking overhead for this other than like the credit card processing fees. And there's a little box you can check if you want to cover the credit card processing fee. Um, and and it just, it's remarkable. You guys are amazing. It's This is all y'all. And thank you. Text donate to 33777. Now, I want to go to the phones. Uh, Tracy has been waiting here patiently. Tracy, welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. 
Hey, Eric, I wanted to get your thoughts and reactions to this type of Kemp ad against um, Stacey Abrams. Excuse me, I meant to say President of United Earth, <laughs> where she demanded the uh, MLB move the All-Star Baseball game out of Georgia and how it directly impacted the wallets of Georgia business people. Can you see this as a successful ad? Oh, absolutely. To, go, to show just this. Just to show how far out President of United Earth is. Can we I get that suggestion so. to Kemp? Yeah, look, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they've already got it in the bag. You know, I, I think people misunderstand this as well, Tracy, because Stacey Abrams wrote that op-ed in USA Today encouraging companies to stand up for their values and, and take their money elsewhere if, if they felt that strongly about it. She would support them. And when Major League Baseball did it, USA Today allowed Stacey Abrams to come back in and rewrite the op-ed and say, well, I'm not calling for boycotts. Only after MLB said they were inspired by Stacey Abrams, they were going to listen to her and take the game out of Georgia. Uh, the, and, and everybody said, wait a second, Stacey Abrams caused this to happen. She told them they should boycott Georgia. And then USA Today let her come back in and edit the editorial to say, I wasn't really calling for a boycott. Uh, what did Kemp she think should have that type of ad on a loop 24-7. Every billboard down Georgia 400 should have oh, it. Oh, I think so. And, and you know where this is really going to hurt uh, more than anywhere else? Those Cobb County suburbs where the TP is that the Braves play in, uh, exactly. those businesses are the ones that were hurt financially. And a lot of them are um, non-white citizens of Georgia. A lot of them are, are Southeast Asian immigrants, and their businesses were directly financially impacted. Which, by the way, uh, Tracy, I've seen some polling that shows Kemp actually is winning a majority of Hispanic and, um, and immigrant Americans in Georgia right now. And I suspect that's why. because Well, Abrams it would be money, money well spent if Kemp built, uh, bought up all sorts of billboard space in Cobb County, say, remember... The president of United Earth cost you about $100 million last year. Amen to that. I got to let you go there. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and for those of you who don't get Tracy's reference, you know, um, she, Stacey Abrams appeared in Star Trek as the president of United Earth. Yes. The left fan fiction for that woman never ceases to amaze me. Now, one of the companies that's out there in America that's going to help I got a story in the next hour. Uh, a, a Swiss billionaire is funding Stacey Abrams. Yes, a Swiss progressive billionaire is pouring money in to help Stacey Abrams. One of the groups in this country that, that's actually helping the right on this is Patriot Mobile. Uh, you give your business to Patriot Mobile, your cell phone business, Patriot Mobile. They're helping the conservatives around the country. They're helping the Second Amendment movement, the pro-life movement, conservatives around the country. Uh, you can go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. You can move your business there, port your number over, uh, however you want to do it. Uh, you can get a new number from them if you want, but you get free activation with my name. If you want to call them, they've got 100% U.S.-based customer service. You go to 972-PATRIOT. 972 Patriot. Uh, you'll talk to someone in the United States about moving. They can give you great discounts as well. Veteran, first responder, teacher, NRA member, you name it. Uh, they can help you. It's patriotmobile.com slash Eric or call them 972 Patriot. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, remember if you text the word donate to 33777, 
Uh, you can contribute to the effort to raise money for the Salvation Army to pay for gas uh, and groceries for people who are seriously in need right now. Josh Hawley, uh, the senator from Missouri, had an exchange with the uh, Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm. You need to listen to this. Today in the state of Missouri, the average price of gasoline t- today, as of this morning, is $4.10. Average price of diesel is five dollars and 18 cents. And I'm sure you've seen the reporting this morning that now AAA is projecting that gas prices will hit a national average, average of $6 a gallon by the month of August. Is this acceptable to you? No, it is not. And you can thank the activity of Vladimir Putin for invading Ukraine and pulling essentially those barrels. With all due respect, Madam Secretary, that's utter nonsense. In January of 2021, the average gas price in my state was $2.07. Eight months later, eight months later, long before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine, that price was up over 30% and it has been going up consistently since. What are you doing to reverse this administration's policies that are drawing down our own supply of energy in this country that are throttling oil and gas production in the United States of America. What are you doing about With it? With respect, sir, it is not administration policies that have affected supply and demand. How can you say that when the price of gas was up over 30 percent from January? To, uh, you answer my questions, answer. and it's my time, Madam Secretary. So why don't you answer my question? From January to August, the price of gasoline was up over 30%. In my state alone, it has been a continuous, a continuous upward tick since then. And here's what your president did when he first came to office. He immediately re-entered the Paris Climate Accord. He canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He halted leasing programs in Anwar. He issued a 60-day halt on all new oil and gas leases and drilling permits on federal lands and waters. That's nationwide. That accounts, by the way, for 25% of U.S. oil production. He directed federal agencies to eliminate all supports for fossil fuels. He imposed new regulations on oil and gas and methane emissions. Those were all just in the first few days. Are you telling me that's had no effect? The fact that they want to blame Vladimir Putin for everything is so striking to me. Um, Peter Ducey, got into this with the um, new White House press secretary yesterday, and she snapped at him that uh, it was Putin's tax increase. That's why gas prices were so high. They really want you people to believe that Vladimir Putin caused this. Uh, In fact, here's the uh, National Economic Council director, Deese. Well, certainly the president has made very clear and has put all of our uh, regulators on, um, on watch that when you see this type of market volatility, particularly in the energy sector, it's critical that we have the regulatory cops on the beat to make sure that nobody is taking advantage of consumers. I think the price increases that we've seen in energy markets, uh, we know why that is happening, and it's because uh, uh, Putin invaded Ukraine. Uh, The war has taken Russian supply of product, but also Russian refinery capacity off of the market, and that has put upward pressure on price. That's why we have been very focused on doing everything we can to stabilize and increase supply, the historic release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, working to try to cre- increase U.S. production in the very near term. Those are our priority focus areas. Blame Putin, blame Putin, blame Putin, blame Putin, blame Putin. Um, I don't think that's going to work for him. When we come back, uh, an, uh, the elite in this country have turned on Elon Musk 
and they're pouring money in to help Stacey Abrams. It's all related. I want to explain what's going on.